Today, it's 2010. I just came home from school, and I look into the mirror, and I wish to be you. Today, it's 2014. I'm sitting in class, and I'm starting to have anxiety. But they say that the feeling will pass. Today, it's 2018. I'm sobbing on the floor. I thought I was enough, but he said he didn't love me anymore. Today, it's October 11th, 2022. And to the versions of me that will never get to exist, this one is for all of you. Good night, everybody. It's literally about to be midnight. This is the latest I've ever recorded a podcast episode, but I had to bake a lot of muffins today because it's my love language and I had to do it. But I've been finally getting back into journaling as of late, and I've been going back and reading certain entries to myself. And when I read these entries, I really put myself back in the shoes of who I was then. And I walk around her mind. I've always been very conscious of the severity of making a decision. The weight that is held with a simple choice. For example, my life would be completely different if my parents hadn't decided to move from Mexico to California. Who would I be if I had stayed in my parents' hometown when we momentarily moved back for a year after I was born? What would I like? Would I be married by now? Who would I be married to? Would I have children? Would I still be pre-med? Would I have my own little floral shop or cafe? Would I be happier? Sadder? Less anxious? More fulfilled? We all have things that we think what if about. Those moments in our life where we wonder what would have changed if we had decided differently. I've always been a fearful person because of this, and if I were to psychoanalyze myself, maybe this is the reason why I'm so anxious sometimes, too. I saw a quote once that said, Life doesn't happen to you. It happens because of you. And I damn near fell out of my chair when I read that. Again. I don't think this is valid when shitty things happen, because sometimes shitty things just happen, and who knows why they do. But me reading and hearing that, as someone who in a way had gone through life acting passively, not believing that my mind had any weight, but simply holding the hand of anything that happened and letting it lead me to wherever it was going, it forced me to take a step back. Now, this could easily connect back to manifestation, but this episode isn't about that. Listen to entry six if you want to hear about how I feel about manifestation. This episode is different. This is a love letter and a breakup song to all the versions of myself that I could have become, but for one reason or another, I didn't. For example, I chose to go to Yale for undergrad, but I was also considering attending UCLA. Sometimes I think about the life I could have lived if I had never left California. Would I have the same hobbies I do now? Would I have more or less friends? Would it have changed some fundamental part of me that would have not made me the Celia I am today? What if I had stayed in a previous relationship and married that person? Would we have lived happily ever after? Or would we have gotten a divorce less than a year in? Our life is composed of choices. Who we are is a combination of everyone we have ever been. Maybe you stopped singing in the car because somebody once told you that you were too loud. Maybe you fold your clothes a certain way because that's how someone taught you a really long time ago. 
There's so many versions of ourselves that will never get to exist. Because the second we make a decision, there is an unavoidable loss that occurs. I will never know the version of myself that never left California because I, myself, did not stay. And it's too late to change the past. This might be weird to say, but sometimes I feel this pressure to be doing something amazing with my life or else I'm letting those versions of me down. Their experiences carefully pave the path to where I am now. They don't get to live in Los Angeles or go to film school or travel abroad because my decisions brought me here. I do sometimes wonder what the quote-unquote right path is. And just like there's so many versions of myself that will never get to exist, there's also so many versions of myself yet to come, right? There's the version of me who will be an aunt someday and be surrounded by chants of Tia Celia, Tia Celia! There will be a version that goes to medical school and becomes Doctora Celia. In the same way that one day I'll be an amazing wife and an amazing mom and all the other things that haven't even happened yet, that I can't even fathom will happen yet. It's scary and overwhelming and completely insane to think about how my choices today could affect a version of me 10 years from now. That's a lot of pressure. So in my head, I collapse it. I think of an accordion. Every version I have ever been and will ever be is on a different part of the accordion. But if you want to see who I am in the present moment, you press it together. It all becomes one. I am the combination of it all. And how painfully beautiful that is. What a burden it is to be acutely aware of the roles we play in our own lives. Sometimes I wish I wasn't so much of an overthinker, <laughs> that I could just make a decision with no regard for what could happen. But then I wouldn't be me. And in the same way that I overthink every decision I make, I think of the people around me. You don't have to ask me to refill the water filter because I think of how you might need water later and I don't want you to find it empty. You don't have to tell me to airdrop the pictures we just took to my phone while, you were, while you're driving because I know that you're almost out of storage and I should take advantage of the fact that we're sitting right next to each other for a very long drive. I hate being an overthinker. I hate it. <laughs> but I love being who I am. Considerate and kind and way too loud. Poetic and scientific and the type of person that thinks of your laugh as their favorite sound. Not everyone is like this. We are shaped by who we have been with, shaped by where we have been to, and shaped by the versions of ourselves that will never get to exist. How crazy and beautiful is that? I used to be afraid that I'd regret certain decisions that I've made. So in my head, I'd go back and forth a lot playing a round of tennis with my thoughts until I was completely exhausted. I almost wanted someone else to make a decision for me. I wanted to be dumped so that I didn't have to question whether I had made the right decision. It was easier this way. Like I said, I wanted to live life passively, right in the passenger seat of my story, let someone else drive. But life doesn't work like that. Every decision you make will lead you to a different path.
some better than others. But it's it's kind of insane to think about. And I'm I'm sure that if you're listening to this episode right now, you're starting to think of all the versions of yourself that you didn't become. And, you know, we could hold this, we could see this as a really negative thing, right? Like, oh, I am not as successful as I thought I would be at this age, you know? And I'll I'll put myself as an example for this. I never considered taking a gap year. Never let it run through my mind. And in fact, this is kind of an embarrassing story, but when I was in high school, I, you know, I grew up in Mexico for a lot of my life, going back and forth during the summers. And, you know, in Mexico, you don't really have undergrad. You finish high school and you go to grad school. And so in my head, I really thought that after high school, I would just get to go to med school. And obviously, that's not how it works here in the United States. But I just, there's so many different choices that we make. and. I I bring the med school thing up because, you know, I didn't think that gap years were going to be a thing. I I was like, I'm not going to take a gap year. I'm going to go straight through. (laughs) Obviously not from high school now that I know that. But I never I never saw me taking a gap year as something that I would associate with myself. I was Celia try hard, Celia hard worker, Celia overachiever. And now I'm Celia, the girl who takes three gap years. <laughs> and I, I get a lot of questions that are like, Celia, are you a med student? Like, what the heck is going on? I'm not a med student yet. I'm taking my gap years. I'm taking my time. There is no rush to me to get to where I'm going because I know I'm going to get there someday. And I, it's a privilege to be able to say that. And it's a privilege to say, like, I am taking the time to figure out all these different parts of myself that might not have to necessarily do with what I want my life career to be like I know that I want to be a doctor and that I'm so sure of that but I wasn't sure of everything else about myself you know what do I do outside of work I didn't know that so it wasn't until my last few years of college where I was like you know what I need to take a gap year and sometimes I think about the fact that I would be in med school right now potentially if I hadn't taken a gap year and that version of myself that went straight through doesn't exist anymore because I exist. And, you know, the end goal might be the same. We'll both end up being doctors. But what if I was supposed to meet someone that I don't get to meet now because I'm not taking, but because I didn't go straight through. And, you know, on the other side of the coin, I think that's how the saying goes. On the other side of the coin, what if I meet someone now that I never would have met if I had gone straight through? You know, like, I'm a very optimistic person. I've always been a very optimistic person. However, there was a time in my life where shit got really bad and my mental health was not good. And it's really easy to compare yourself online. And I get a lot of comments that are saying like, oh, I wish I was like you. I wish I had your confidence. I wish I had your, you know, happiness or whatever. And I I relied a lot on my support system to get me to where I am. But I built this. I genuinely built who I am. I I feel like I had to break down. I feel like I shattered. And it's almost like if I was a plate, I feel like I was thrown onto the floor and all the pieces of me were everywhere. And I didn't remember how they went back together. So I just rebuilt this whole new plate. And she's pretty cool, if I didn't say so myself. 
Um, this episode might get a little delirious because it's literally 12.02 a.m., guys. So if I just start rambling, somebody cut me off. But there's so many versions of ourselves that will never get to exist, for better or for worse, right? And I I really love that that saying, for better or for worse. And I got this idea for this podcast episode because of a poem that I wrote a really, really long time ago. I don't even remember when I wrote it, but it went pretty viral. And it's actually what got me back into reading because a lot of you said that it reminded you of The Midnight Library by Matt Haig, which is a really good book. And I really recommend you all read it. Literally got me back into my love for reading. But the poem went something like, I can't help but think that there's so many versions of myself that will never get to exist. Like the one that probably married her first boyfriend. That divorce must have had her pissed. There's the one that broke up with her second boyfriend and quickly came home on a plane. Yeah, that one could have saved me a whole fucking lot of pain. There's the one that went to UCLA instead of choosing to go to Yale. I wonder what it would have been like and if life would have still felt like a fairy tale. There's the one that never went vegan, who loves her tacos al pastor. There's the one that never quit music, who still constantly plays el tambor. But in the same vein, there's so many versions of which I am the sum. Like the one that graduated as valedictorian that now gets to be the Yale alum. Yeah, that's a combination. I rewrote that poem. Um, so that was kind of like a combination of the old poem and the rewrite. And I don't remember the entire thing and I don't have it pulled up. So that was my memory of my poems. I can actually say a lot of poems on command. But yeah, like there's so many decisions I made that have fundamentally built my personality. Like I've been vegan for almost eight years now, I think. I went vegan when I was 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. I've been vegan seven years, guys which is <laughs> literally anytime I'm like, maybe I have commitment issues. I think of the fact that I myself have kept my veganism for seven years. And I'm like, maybe it's not me. <laughs> so that decision, I feel like has definitely built part of my personality. And I went vegan for health reasons. So I eat pretty healthy. And I, I think that kind of kickstarted my health journey because I, I wasn't very healthy before going vegan. And I think it forced me to learn how to cook and how to bake and how to be really creative in the kitchen and see cooking and baking as forms of art almost like I'm really bad at following recipes to be completely honest so I'll just go and I'll experiment and I'll see what I like and see what I don't like and it gave me a love for something that I don't know if I would have acquired if it hadn't been for going vegan and there exists some version of me in the multiverse that you know, maybe isn't vegan. And I wonder what she's like. And I wonder if we have similar personalities. Now, again, in the same way that I went vegan, like I quit music when I was in high school. I was playing the drums. I was playing percussion. I, I did that all throughout middle school. And then I didn't continue it for high school. So there's a version of me that never gets to exist that continued music. Maybe she'd be in a band. I feel like I I could see that. I could definitely see that. I'd be pretty cool in a band. Maybe I should still be in a band. Anyways. I just think about that a lot. Of how there's so... Every decision we make 
fundamentally changes who we are. Like, I'm not saying like any small decision, like whether you brush your teeth today or not, hopefully everybody brushed their teeth, but stuff like that. Like, I mean, decisions like going on a first date with someone. Like, say you go, say, say you're, you know, questioning a lot. Like, should I go? Should I not go? Two versions of yourself. The one that goes. Then there's two more versions. The one that has a great time. The one that has a terrible time. You know? Four more versions. The one that has a terrible time and still goes on a second date. The one that has a great time goes on a second date. The one that has a terrible time doesn't go on a second date. The one that has a great time gets two in her head, cancels the second date. It's crazy. It's crazy how many different versions of ourselves exist in any given situation. And that could get really, really overwhelming, right? Like, I'm not saying this to scare you and be like, oh my God, I am already an overthinker. Celia, why did you post this? Like, now I'm going to overthink every single thing I do. No, 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 no. Please don't do that. <laughs> I, I understand the overthinking. <laughs> I, huge overthinker literally rolling my eyes at myself in the mirror as we speak because it's not fun. I'm just saying that it's kind of tragically beautiful in a way because there's so many different people that we could be in a way that just, they won't get to exist. And, you know, it's I'm thinking of that one Lizzie McAlpine song where it says, like, and I would have married you if you had stuck around. And, yeah, there's, like, certain situations where I'm like, damn, I, I would have kept this person in my life forever if they had stuck around. But for one reason or another, they didn't. And that's that's okay. And that's great. And everything, you know, ends when it should, in my humble opinion. But, yeah, I mean, I just... <laughs> Like I said, this podcast is really just me rambling about what's currently in my head. And I thought of the old poem the other day and I was thinking of. It's almost like having to mourn those personalities, those versions of myself that I won't get to become. But also the curiosity of who they would have become and if they would have become like me. And when I, when I started this episode, I said the the verse, today it's 2010, I just came home from school and I look into the mirror and I wish to be you. And the you in this verse is me from the future. It's me in the present, where a 10-year-old self, a 10-year-old Celia, really just wanted to be who I am now, which kind of makes me want to sob and makes me want to cry because... I remember looking in the mirror and absolutely hating myself and just wishing I was somebody else. And the things that I wished for then, I probably have now. And I wish I could give them to her. I wish I, I genuinely wish I could go back, see my 10-year-old self, give her the biggest hug in the world, be like, I love you so much. Don't worry so much about life. I'm here for you and I will be here for you and you will become me because I have a part of you, like, it's all so connected. And even the parts of ourselves, even the versions of ourselves that we don't get to become, that we that don't get to exist, we still hold them within ourselves because we know that they could have existed. We're aware of the fact that they could have existed. And say one day you decide to change your mind completely. You're like, you know what, 180. 
let's go back to this other version of me. Like me. Maybe I go back to California. Maybe I move back to California. And it's as if I never left. Would I become the same version of me that would have gone to UCLA? Right? That's kind of like freaky to think about. That's kind of like, whoa. It's just, it really gets you thinking. Like if you could, I I feel like I could think about this for hours of just all the different decisions I've made where I'm like, hmm. That really carried some severity in my life. And I didn't know it back then, but I know it now. Because hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? Of, oh, this decision I made maybe seemed really minuscule when I made it. But I'm like, damn, that butter effect went so hard that if I hadn't made that decision, I would not be who I am now. But, yeah. Now, what would this episode be without some poetry? And now I have found the actual full poem that inspired this episode. So, here goes. I can't help but think that there's so many versions of me that will never get to exist. Like the one that probably married her first boyfriend. That divorce must have had her pissed. There's the one that broke up with her second boyfriend and quickly came home on a plane. Yeah, that one could have saved me a whole frickin' lot of pain. There's the one that went to UCLA instead of choosing to go to Yale. I wonder what it would have been like and if life would have still felt like a fairy tale. There's the one that never went vegan, who loves her tacos al pastor. There's the one that never quit music, who still constantly plays el tambor. I'd actually be pretty sad if this version of me didn't exist. In a lot of ways, she's my dream self. So yeah, she'd definitely be missed. This version of me is romantic. She loves to believe in love. And after all the BS she went through, she packed her bags and rose above. She's low-key an old lady, at the ripe age of what was then 22. Loves curling up in bed with tea and poems. Yeah. She writes a few. <laughs> so that was the original inspiration for this episode. And on that note, I think I'm going to end it here. No, I know what I'll end it on. I can't help but think that there's so many versions of me yet to come. Like the one that someone's Thea now, who sings lullabies as she plays guitar with a gentle strum. There's the one that just graduated med school. She goes by the name Doctor now. She's there on the days when I want to give up. She says it will all make sense to me, somehow. There's the one that just got married. She tells me to believe in love. She says past relationships were like mismatched puzzle pieces, while him and I fit like a glove. There's the one that just gave birth. She goes by the name Mom. She reminds me to take care of myself, and she helps me to stay calm. They remind me that I'm them. On the days when I feel so disconnected, they remind me that no matter what, because of them, I am always protected. I'm afraid of letting them down, of messing up all of their lives somehow, but they tell me there's no right path. There's only me and what I choose to do with now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. It was a little more rambly than I probably would have liked, but it's 12.15 a.m., Please give me a break. <laughs>
And I hope this got you thinking. I really did. And if you like this episode, please let me know. And if you share it, you know, I'm I'm always reposting whenever you guys share your thoughts on these episodes. And yeah, thanks so much for just hanging out with me for however long this episode is. And I'm a very, what's the word, deep thinking person. So I just have all these thoughts of all these crazy concepts. And I like that I'm finally kind of letting them out into the universe with this podcast. And I hope you're having a great day or night, wherever you are. And thank you so much for listening and for being on this planet. And I love you a lot. And on that note, I will see you in the next episode. Good night. Bye.